Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with the indicast.com. My name is Abhishek and this issue's package extols regional brands and how they've made a mark for themselves over decades. What separates them from the rest? What are their ambitions and where do they go from here? And why did they choose to become regional rulers? Joining me on the call are Rajiv Singh and Naini Thakur. Hi Rajiv and hi Naini. Thanks for joining in. Hi Abhi, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. Hi Abhishek. Hi. and then he's all the way in uh, the northeast is what i what i understand for the next story so uh, let's yes. get on, let's get on with this one uh, maybe one of you maybe rajiv if you could take a crack at how are regional brands different and what's this package about most of the guys we talk to are among the top 3 or the biggest player in this segment and in their respective regions and and again most of them i'm not saying all don't have any pan india aspirations they don't want to be the big boys lord over every state across the country taunt on their achievement they are very happy contented with two three states 1000 crore plus brands why, why would you need to go abroad or outside your core areas when there is so much of juice left and this is what all these brands are all about look at gai chap besan imagine a besan brand gai chap apart from other brands in the in the kitty it's more than 1000 crore from where do you get it gujarat there is another edible oil brand called rani oil again gujarat there is third one from the powerhouse of regional brands gujarat which is gopal snacks which is second biggest after balaji we leave gujarat for a moment then we go to other state which is uh, hindi heartland up and here we have gyan dairy a brand which in 90s was a big name in up to contend with then some financial trouble with the brand was sold to these guys who by the way have uh, they run their tobacco business in up they took over this gyan dairy and again a 1000 crore plus and then we have this superstar from northeast where nani is their campaign star cement i think you touched upon this briefly that they are not keen on growing exponentially like a few other international or rather uh, national brands are any particular reason for that maybe nani you also covered uh, suguna foods abhi before nani takes a stab at this just to make things clear suguna happens to be an honorable exception to the rule can you please go ahead yeah abhishek i think as rajiv rightly pointed um, i think suguna is one of those brands which while they have um, you know close to about a 70% of their revenue coming from the southern and the eastern part of india uh, they have expanded pan india so i think the rest of the 30% probably comes from um, the rest of india and they have expanded uh, as a group to places like bangladesh and kenya and these are two uh, places where they hope to expand uh, quite significantly and the reason they have expanded to these two locations is uh, essentially because it's quite a similar market to what india is right now but yeah beyond that uh, they are not planning to expand but yeah they are probably an exception in this package given that they have already expanded to two international market this is what is the natural progression i would i would describe most of the regional brands if you look historically a stage comes when they go beyond their territories and this is what saguna has done brilliantly and any one of those brands that you spoke with uh, rajiv that stood out that uh, they have now consolidated their position in their respective territories and now it's time to lay siege to new ones star cement star cement is the undisputed leader in northeast and now it wants to uh, expand outside northeast in in bihar in west bengal already it had it has made a modest beginning but now it wants to step on the gas 
then definitely star cement is one such example of brand which has aspiration but is but is not in a hurry to expand it will take its time but definitely they do want to expand and star cement the story of those uh, founders or the folks who run it i mean it's quite colorful in that they first had to deal with a ban of cutting off trees from the supreme court long ago which put an end to their timber business and then i think one of them was abducted as well so yeah star cement is a phenomenal inspirational story here is this guy rajendra chamaria so his ancestors they come from rajasthan and and centuries back they they settled down in northeast the guy got abducted for 7 days he was with the ultras this happened mind you in arunachal and, and then he relocates to delhi he moves out of the timber business starts off getting into the cement business concrete business fails twice and then is third time lucky it's an up and down story but finally the guy made it as a theme most entrepreneurs in the stories that all of you have covered th- that's the thing for example even in suguna what i read uh, naini is that uh, when the founder decided to get started it was a bunch of odd jobs including working in a furniture manufacturing company somewhere in coimbatore uh, without any salary and then going into the poultry business over a few years and now with 40000 odd farmers is what uh, suguna foods works with right uh, you know uh, abhishek before i address your question i actually want to point out that right now i'm in uh, mizoram in iceberg and from the time you enter till the time you reach the city and even in the city i think i have only seen star cements boards everywhere so i must say that you know rajiv has found this gem and it truly truly is like a local brand and everyone around here um, knows about you know this brand so uh, yeah i i had to point that out coming back to uh, suguna foods naini where this they start small and uh, take their time to hatch in this case uh, quite figuratively as well in in your in your story uh, so how, how did that happen uh, what's the history of suguna and how did they go about becoming a national brand then right so i think there uh, you know it started with two brothers uh, and i think first uh, sondrajan uh, b sondrajan and uh, he kind of had a bunch of odd jobs that he decided to do uh, i think he uh, completed his schooling and then post that his father really wanted him to get into the business side of things and he started he had a a bit of land and he started doing vegetable farming which did work out too well for you know uh, a couple of after a couple of years he was still making losses and then he went coimbatore uh, and then hyderabad if i'm not mistaken so he i mean he he was at it for a bit or uh, did a couple of odd jobs in between uh, and then kind of i think when he he decided to come back when it when it got a little too much he still wanted to do something of his own you know so after almost three to four failed attempts at like various you know things uh, along with his brother they kind of narrowed it down to poultry farming um, and that also it started off as something you know so back then um, there was no concept of contract farming within the space of poultry farming so it started off as them sort of selling um you know animal feed uh, so they were one of the many vendors that like a, a poultry farmer had to deal with basically so they were one of those guys they buy it from x person and sell it to you know the farmer that kind of a system and that's when they realized that you know this entire process there are a bunch of costs that are being added and it's just leading to uh, you know uh, an, an extremely high cost for the farmer and that's how the idea of you know um, setting up or moving into the contract farming space came up and that's when they 
that set up suguna so yeah that's how it's what would strike the reader here is that in most of the brands that uh, forbes india has covered here the competition from the unorganized sector would have been quite l- large at least in in the poultry sector it it's largely unorganized similarly rajiv uh, you've written about uh, gopal snacks and even uh, bhagwati group the flower player flour it's, it's again an unorganized sector right does it make it that much more difficult to Uh, make a, a brand or is it easier because hey there's no competition one thing common abhi with most of them have built a brand out of commodity poultry is a commodity poultry is not a brand again going back to uh, gai chap besan it's again a commodity not a brand to begin with so all these guys and, and this is what lies the beauty of the regional brands all of them start as commodity graduate with brand and then you have to contend with a lot of not only old small mom and pop regional players but also big boys who have pan india presence i completely agree with uh, rajiv in this sense that you know, i don't think i want to put it as black and white it helps or doesn't help i mean it's definitely challenging but i i think that these guys are the path breakers in this sense in turning or helping turn this sector which has a lot of potential into a more organized space and you know helping all the stakeholders in that sector on a lot more i feel and abhi there is one common strand among all these regional brands all of them irrespective of the state they come from whether it's a green dot state or a red dot state all of them are not chicken hearted that's the most striking thing about all these players they are not chicken hearted yeah. because they don't have a pan india presence they would be up against the might of you know multinationals or fmcg giants i would imagine that would make it that much more difficult to convince customers to buy their products so how do they manage that how how are some of these players whether in gujarat or uh, you know on the, in the northeast mizoram how do they get customers when there is mass media and deep pockets and these bigger brands uh, at play what separates them advertising advertising maybe doesn't make a brand so the biggest edge that all these regional brands have is that they have got a pulse of the local consumers they know local taste they know quality matters and they know that once customers get hooked to it there is stickiness you won't be able to take away that brand loyalty from a local user if he or she swears by your brand irrespective of how big the national brand is or how big the rival is it won't sway the local user if they swear by your brand that's one thing and that only happens if the local brands are able to crack which most of them are the the local nuances the taste and preferences which the biggies usually fail to do it it's for them it's like one size fits all for all these local players it's not and that's where let's say a company like gopal snacks where haldiram could that be the big player that they will be up against but yes they're still doing well and figure out a way to sell stuff which according to some experts that you spoke with is not exactly easy in in that segment yeah again because gopal snacks is unlike any other traditional snacks player it's not a snack player they made a brand out of traditionally gujarati namkeen you need to understand that it's not a chips brand they they venture into chips 2 years back what they started with was traditionally gujarati namkeen and you don't have brands out of gujarati namkeen traditional gujarati namkeen because it's made in almost every household ask nani because she comes from that part she would uh, tell you how how big at, at one point of time every gujarati household would make you know that product but building a brand out of that hats off to them yeah i mean i i am from a <laughs> like gujarati family i've lived there all my life and i completely agree uh, that i think 
that in itself would have been a massive challenge and for them to have been and grown to where they are today is just just incredible so yeah they i mean they've really created a brand and um it's it's an extremely popular brand uh, in gujarat so hats off to them and, and it's not just the consumers right you've also got to convince the kirana stores and the supermarkets to be uh, stocking products of that kind without having the heft of uh, the advertising which pulls customers so they would have a different strategy because they may not have the luxury of what the bigger giants do but the you know if if you look at it's not only the retail footprint that always helps you in winning the race it's always the the taste and the quality as well gopal snacks they were not into uh, chips for a long period of time late move advantage one of the last movers i would say into this category but what made them enter is a very fascinating story when other brands who have always been into chips started getting into traditional gujarati namkeen and they had big footprint retail footprint or heft and when they started pushing the retailers to keep their brand of gujarati namkeen or they would stop selling them chips this made gopal snacks enter into their territory otherwise for so long they were very focused very very focused this again tells you the story it's not always your retail might which helps you win the battle and in the interest of time rajiv and the fact that you've been talking to all of us have been talking a lot about food and we are nearing dinner time uh, could you please round up the highlights or some other highlights that that come to mind uh, just to give a little bit of a taste to our listeners about what to expect in this package you have revealed everything abhi i didn't want to talk about all these brands even i didn't want to talk about suguna suguna it happens to be a great one in the package but you made talk so much that i don't think there is any secret left on that note uh, thank you very much rajiv and nani for your time thanks a lot thanks a lot to me thank you thank you all you listeners you can get this podcast on forbesindia.com itunes spotify stitcher google apple podcast or any other app that you use to download such content and to have someone call you for a forbes india subscription message forbes to 51818